0: I'm sorry to all my fans. I'm on a golf page and a lot of these dudes are old weirdos. Real weird.
1: I I think I know the man and and I've, and
0: I love him. We love him. It's not about me. It's all about we. Hey, Blimp boy, we talked about my mother the wrong way, man. Where's the first tee and what's the course record? (laughs) I'm ready.
1: My, my name is Woody, and uh, tonight I'm joined with ProK and special guest from FlightScope, Alex Trujillo. What's up, guys? What's
2: going on? Hey, what's going on,
1: man? Hey, but we're doing great. Thank you again for being here. We were we've been looking forward to this, um, getting you on uh, getting you on board and, and talking. I've, some folks, I think we've talked about it in previous podcasts that I am a um, FlightScope customer client. Um, I I have the Mimo Plus. And, um, I swear by it. I love the product. It's, um, it's done a lot of it. I'm an analytical person when it comes to golf. So being able to really dial in stuff is, uh, is great for me. Um, Proke has probably used the product or, um, up in simulators. Yeah. I've used the, uh,
2: the higher model and yes. Okay.
1: That's the Bryson model. That's what I call the Bryson model, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a big boy. Right. Um it's and got so all the bells and whistles. Right. That's yeah, got everything. It's got everything on there. Um and then it, I mean even I I know some folks that have the the Mimo. The the literally the one that fits in your pocket
0: yep yeah absolutely
1: so um uh, again thank you for being here man um we, i've got some some questions for you um uh, about the different products i know Proke does as well but i wanted to start off and kind of let you um open up maybe tell everybody a little bit about yourself and i, and I know the history of flight scope and it's got a pretty cool history um so i would kind of was going to hand it over to you and kind of let you uh you take the reins and and kind of bring us up to par here
0: yeah man so i'm i'm um I'm, I'm, Alex Trujillo. I've, I'm the senior sales manager for FlightScope. I've been with the company now for just at 10 years. And, um, prior to that, I was in the, I was in the army for 10 years, went through a PJ uh, PGM program and I actually did an internship, uh, through the PGM program and, and started as an intern at FlightScope and I've been there ever since. So that's kind of my, my history, my background. Um, the company itself the company was founded in 1989 by henry johnson uh in stellenbosch south africa and it started in the defense industry um so he was building radars to track projectiles um for different for different countries and weapon systems and we actually still do that till today it's it's still a pretty significant part of our business um and then from there he you know he gravitated to to sport um we We've done. We do tennis. We do athletics. We do baseball, softball, golf, um, cricket. So it, it, anything that moves, we, we can pretty much um, track. We ha- we've even done some stuff with um, small arms fire as well. So um, we kind of dabble in, into a lot of things that you know would require knowing the speed or, or how an object is moving.
1: Like the rotation of a ball, for instance. In, I know in baseball, I was—I've been doing a little bit of research on it. Um, I grew up playing baseball; that was my first sport. I was actually a pitcher. But I got to be honest with you: in the '80s and the '90s, when I was playing baseball, like it's not like it is today. Like it's all analytical. Oh now. no!
0: No, I mean I grew up. I mean I'm—I um, come from a Cuban background, so baseball is pretty big in our upbringing. I played baseball. Um, my son's actually playing baseball as as we speak. He's a he's a, a junior in uh, high school. And, um, so in, in, in baseball, we actually have a product called the X3B, which is similar to our X3 model. And that, that system does fusion tracking. Um, so we can literally, we can literally see the revolutions of the baseball, the break and movement of the baseball. Um, and we can see the pitch and the hit in a game together. So, um, it's pretty cool technology. It's non-intrusive to the playing field so it can be used in a in a game oh, wow. um, without obviously being on the on the field. So yeah, we've I actually spent a lot of time, probably the last three years in the development of that product and um, we just launched that product uh, earlier this year and it's 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 been pretty successful.
1: So are you seeing that? Um, are you seeing that on the professional level yet or are you getting that are you in the collegiate level getting into um, different baseball programs around the country or association level even?
0: Yeah. It's mainly, um, right now it's like high school collegiate. We have a lot of, um, college teams and a lot of softball college teams that, that have the product, uh, on the, on the professional level. Um, the, uh, Korean baseball league has used our technology. Uh, MLB is using a, a, a different product. Um, they use something, I believe is called Hawkeye, which is a camera based system. Um, but our system, our system is more designed for portability. So you can, you set it up on a right. tripod You can use it in a bullpen you can use it in batting practice you can use it in a game Um, so it kind of gives the user a little bit more um, mobility
1: right and so let let me ask you this uh, the baseball compared to the golf because i know what i love about the product and why i have the product is i I, everybody says their seven iron goes 175 yards right but when you when you hit 100 golf balls on your flight scope on the driving range um, you tend to understand really how far your 7-iron goes. And, and that's that's why I got it so I could dial in numbers and I could really understand where my gaps are and just get nerdy on the analytical side. So is it kind of like that on baseball too to where if, if, if you're practicing, the pitchers are practicing, they can get real-time feedback as far as like re- what's the curveball actually doing? What's the slider actually doing today? And then over a large sample size, really understand what the pro, the, the, I guess the strengths and weaknesses are pitch by pitch or pitch style, pitch type.
0: Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's in baseball. Baseball isn't as far along with technology, the, the collegiate and amateur space. They're not as far along as, as golf is golf, the golf, um, player, consumer, they're, they're, they're very well informed and, you know, technology has been around for a little bit now in golf, but baseball's going in that direction. And man, it's, it's really not, it's really cool to see like, you know, you can have a pitcher throwing. Maybe they're working on their slider and they're trying different grips and they can see, oh, wow, you know, I moved my fingers on this lace and I threw it and it had this break in movement. But if I did this or if I pronated or if I didn't pronate, I, it's just – it's um, it like opens up so much um, opportunity. You know, I, I get my son on there. My son pitches and play out plays outfield. And when he's working on a pitch grip, he gets on there and it's like it, – it just – it really helps the player understand, hey, I, I did this and this was the outcome. I liked it or I didn't like it or it moved good or it didn't move good. And it just, it's, it really simplifies things. I, I always tell people, whether it's golf or baseball or any of the sports that we track, I say, you know, these systems are, it, it's kind of like if you go to a doctor with a broken arm, I mean, you pretty much know you have a broken arm, right? Like you fail or whatever and you felt it. But the doctor will use an MRI to really pinpoint, hey, this is where the break right. is. We're gonna this is what we're gonna cut. This is what we're gonna fix. This is what these systems do. They really they really help you identify where the where the broken part is so that you can really focus on fixing that area
1: that's interesting and the one thing with baseball is you have two different things going on you got you got the pitcher throwing the ball but then you've also got the hitter hitting the ball D- does it does it help the hitting side as well like as far as because when I grew up we always were taught to hit on like hit down on the ball like hit they don't swing like a go- we literally were taught not to swing like a golfer um, but nowadays you see these guys swinging for the fence it seems like things have changed maybe I don't know if the analytics have changed that um, uh, as far as uh, le- like once Monday ball came out it seemed like everything changed in baseball um but i'm curious does it help the batter as much as it would help the pitcher like does it have like uh like uh, does it help hitters i guess is what i'm asking as well or is it more for pitching
0: no it sure does help the hitter as well um you know we what's really cool is we've we've created this um this this portal um, on the web where all this data goes to. And then the players and coaches can go in there to filter information. So, for example, a hitter can go in there and say, okay, I faced this guy. Um, you know, he threw me fastball, curveball, slider. And he can go back and actually see all the data for those specific pitches. And it also correlates video. So it takes video oh, wow. of every action play. It takes the data for the pitch. And if there was a hit, launch, angle, um, exit speed, carry distance, and so now the batter can say, OK, wow, you know, th- this is where this is what its fastball looks like. And these are the numbers that are producing. This is how much break it had you know, this is how much run it had. Um, so they can really hone in on that. It-, it is right now. There is more data parameters for pitching, um, but we're we're rapidly working on on the hitting side as well. But Does just it- being able to see the action play of the pitch and the hit and then looking at all the overall data really helps a lot.
2: Does it track? Uh- uh, the like attack angle for, for the, the hitter, like it does a golfer. Can or you speak tell- like, yes.
1: like bat speed or, uh, the ball speed coming off the bat, so to speak?
0: So currently, currently there isn't any, any bat metrics. The only metrics we have are launch, uh, angle of the ball and then, um, exit, exit speed or, or velo, escape speed uh, yep. and carry distance. Yep. Okay. Um, So, and then with those, you can kind of, you know, there's some metrics on like if you have a certain launch angle with a certain speed, your ball should, you know, leave a spot particular stadium you know so on and so
2: forth so,
1: mm-hmm. so and what's interesting of course uh, we were talking and, uh, before we jumped on here i was telling uh, alex that I, I come from the sales background as well so my mind is always going to how do we ring a register um right so uh, i'm curious so uh when with the one thing that i haven't used the the Mimo plus for which i i don't i don't really have an environment to where i have like a net i can hit into or like a home um, a home uh, simulator so I, I take mine to the range but um i'm curious like because the 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 golf side you actually have simulated you can play courses you can i mean it's a full-on sim where it's like a video game in a way it's like a live video game um is, is it like that or is is it in the in the in the scope of things to be able to do that and be like can you go to fenway park one day and hit balls over the green monster so to speak is that something that's in the works or can you do that now
0: so it's in the works we don't in our current software we we show like a baseball field and kind of where the ball is being hit and also the pitch trajectory um we are working on some simulation um for baseball um but but we don't have that at the moment it's something that's in progress i mean it's still so new and there's so many people gravitating to it Uh, as a matter of fact we actually have a system at driveline baseball i'm not sure if you're familiar with them they're actually putting it through a like a verification process they're they're pretty big into the analytics of baseball and so we basically took our system there and said hey this is what we got and they it's like they'll give you a certificate of uh of like hey like validation like hey man this stuff is is pretty good so
1: oh that's that's cool similar to
0: like similar to like what my golf buy does with with clubs and balls and Sure, sure, sure.
1: And like you said, it's at the beginning. I'm sure all this stuff is very similar with the softball because I'm on the website right now kind of looking. I see the softball. um, And to be honest with you, I talked to you about cricket. I don't know a damn thing about cricket, man. That's not really an American sport. I know it's huge um, overseas, um, but it's the same idea. It's it's tracking the the spin and basically very similar to baseball, how it would be in baseball, I'd imagine.
0: Yeah, and then for for athletics, we track like the the hammer, the shot put, the javelin. We we can track all those oh, things. Wow. A lot of the the you know the, the different countries use it. Um, a lot of the Olympians and stuff.
2: You mentioned the fusion tracking, which is the cameras added to the system. Yes. Does that? Yeah. So uh, fusion
0: tracking. It's.
2: Is that for? Sorry, both? I didn't mean to cut you, you off. You mentioned it for baseball. Is that in golf as well? It is. It is. So um, fusion tracking is actually a
0: patented technique that we use, which basically it incorporates um, uh, radar radar um, tracking with image processing. And the reason we did that was because there is certain things that radar is really, really good at, speed, angles, things like that. And, but there's also certain things that camera is good at. At the same time, there is deficiencies that radar have and that camera had. So what we did is we fused them together, both technologies, image processing and and radar base or radar tracking technology. We fused them together, and it, it kind of really opened up this this new world for us as far as what we're able to track, how we track it, the accuracy of it, and so the the we're using it in a lot of our systems. Um, obviously, our golf side of things has it, and 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 the baseball. The baseball one, it's it's pretty huge because you you would think that it's kind of easy to track a baseball because of the seams, um, but there's so much movement that it, right. it, it can be difficult to really pinpoint it, especially when mm-hmm. you get you know guys that are throwing hard and they got a lot of break, and right. so um, that fusion technique really helped us um, tremendously with being able to track everything
1: accurately. So I'm curious. I mean, I know, I know golf numbers pretty well. I mean, I know that, uh, what an efficient driver, um, like spin rate is, and if you can get it somewhere around 2,500, you're doing pretty good. Um, uh, but what's a, like, what's a, what's a big league curveball look like? Like how many rotations does that have? And then this was it uh, 60 feet from home plate to the rubber.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's 60 feet, six inches from, from the front of the rubber to the tip of home plate. And, uh, we'll track it the whole way. We track it through the strike zone. Um, we track the breaking movement and, you know, typically like what some of these teams, these major league teams do is they're, they're looking for guys that can really spin the ball, especially if they're, they're guys that are throwing hard. I mean, I've seen in, in the collegiate side of things and in the amateur side, like high school and stuff, like I've seen kids that are throwing, I have this one example of this kid that got on the mound and he was throwing, he was throwing 96 miles an hour with like 28 29 hundred spin on a fastball and it was they didn't care if you can throw a strike
1: <laughs> right. because you can't because te- there's movement on that. that it's movement i, I mean, mean the ball's well, rising i'm shooting well, right when you throw it that hard
0: it, the ball's really not rising because there's gravity right but when you throw it that hard with that much backspin the perception to the batter is that the ball is rising Right, and so if you can match that up with an with a with a good breaking ball or, or a good split or something down in the zone, and you have those two matches up, I mean you, they'll teach no. them how to throw strikes. Right, right, right. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. You can't they'll teach them how to backspin it that much and how to throw it that. You know, like like right. you can maybe get a kid to throw it a little bit harder, but not when you're like mid nineties. You or if you got a kid that's throwing seventy eight, you're probably not going to get him to throw a hundred. So right. You know, it's when they see that, they just jump on it.
1: That analogy reminds me of like some, it's hard to teach length. It's easier to teach accuracy in golf, you know, seeing guys up there that can just hit it a mile, but sometimes they don't know where it's going. Um, but you can teach accuracy in, with technique, but it's hard to teach someone to like go after a golf ball, the way your body's got to contort and, and move and, and the timing behind it. That's what that reminds me of.
0: Yeah. You know, I think in golf, um, there has been a little bit of a change in that. I mean, I think that, that, um, you know, Bryson and some of these guys were able to, to really, um, showcase or show people the pathway of how to gain speed. Um, and there's a lot of different tools out there. Like you have, you know, you have super speed, you have uh, the stack system. There's all these tools now to get people to really get them, get them moving the club faster. Um, in baseball there's also some of those things as well i mean i've seen it like i said my sons in the, in the mix right now and and uh, there is programs drive line has a bunch of programs that really help get kids throwing harder but again it's it's a you know if you got a kid that's 68 he's probably going to be able to throw it a lot faster than a kid that's 58 sure. you know it's just just leverage just like mm-hmm. in golf right longer like, limbs yeah you know, it's just how it is. I mean, look at these long drive guys. They're, they're big boys. They are massive. They're yeah. big boys. I and mean, these guys can be, these guys can be tight ends and linebackers. That's right.
1: They're so, trees. It's just a bunch of trees with arms and legs running around out yeah, there. That Borgmeier yeah, Borgmeyer that won this uh, year is a monster.
0: Yeah. And I've, I spent a lot of time on tour. I, I spent about seven years on tour uh, working with Bryson and other players, and I, I've spent a lot of time around long drive guys. I've spent a bunch of time around Bobby Peterson, who's one of the head head long drive uh, coaches and, and club builders. And and um, some of these guys are just freak athletes, man. They can they're, they're big boys.
1: Were you out there in Vegas for the this past World Championship? I think Borgmeier won it, didn't he? Broke. Yes. Yep.
0: Yeah, Martin won. He beat it. No, I, I I didn't. Yeah, he I mean. What Bryson has done is is amazing. I mean, <laughs> listen, I exceptional. My 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 first encounter with Bryson, I, I don't know if you guys know this and I I'm, I don't know if you want me to take the conversation that way, but sure. his coach, M- Mike Shy, um, was he, he, he was using our, our Flyscope products for since the inception. Um, and I think when Bryson started working with him, he was about 12 or 13 years old. And he was using a fly scope since then. So when he, when he played his first amateur event at Bay Hill, Mike asked me, Hey Alex, can you come out? I'd love for you to work with him on the range and just kind of help him with all the data and all the numbers. And I remember the first time I met him, I mean, I was interrogated for like three hours. Like (laughs) he, he wanted to know, like he wanted to know everything I knew about the data and the radar, everything like that. And, and was a really cool experience. I got to you know I got to work with him for, for a really long time. So, you know we still have a, a great connection. Um, but I remember, I'll never forget this. He hit six three irons on the range at Bay Hill that I was tracking, and the grouping on those six shots with a three iron was three feet. That's that's wild. So he went from a kid that, he, and don't forget, he won the NCAs and he won the USM. USM, and right. he, so he went from a kid that was. On plane, just everything was just stripes or just straight, very little curvature on the ball, slight little draw. Um, very, very accurate to a guy that is hitting the ball like 400 yards and he's drawing long drive events. And to be able to do that, I mean, that, that's – and sure. I, it is pretty impressive. And people yeah.
1: that don't know about Bryson's story, I mean, he was a little guy too. I mean, compared to now, I mean, I don't know if "little guy" might be the way to, to put it. But I if mean, you go um, back and look at I a video know. of Fuck him, sixty-five. Yeah, he was small. Like if you go back and watch videos of him in the USAM days and college days, he was a beanpole compared to now. I mean, he's a meathead now. Listen, and you know, <laughs>
0: whether you whether you you hate him or love him, the one thing I can tell you about the guy is if he puts his mind to something, he's going to do it. I remember the day that he told me, um, the next time you see me, uh, I'll be completely different. And he put his head down and he just, he started working on his diet. He started working on his, on his workout regimen. And I mean, I, I remember it was like two or three months. And then I saw him at the hero challenge and bah- in the Bahamas. And I walked up, he was in the pool and I'm like, I mean, I was like, is this the same guy? Like, right. Huge. You probably put on like 25 pounds or something. And, uh, but he told me he was eating like eight times a day. He's working out three times three times a day was during COVID. So obviously he had a lot of time. Right. And um, man, he just, he really transformed his body. And was, I think, I think he's, incredible. Di- he's dialing it back
1: now a little bit too, I believe. I, I yeah. don't know. Well, yeah, right, that's what you I heard. Have to,
2: you have to, to put on muscle that fast, you have to put on a lot of weight also, which is why yes. when he, he appeared after COVID, everybody was like, Oh, Bryson got fat. When yeah. he yeah, yeah. You he can't thick. put on that muscle yeah. fast without putting on right. everything else to go with it. Yeah, no, for sure. But listen, he was, and and he this
0: this kid does not leave any stone unturned. He will. I man, we've been down so many rabbit holes. I can't even begin to tell you. <laughs> um, you know, you you mentioned about you know using the product on the range and really knowing how far you carry the ball. Right. You know that that's that was, that's great because golfers really don't know the, the the average amateur golfer doesn't really know how far they carry the ball. That's, you, you, that's you play right. on the golf course and you go. You go to the final resting position or the total distance. And then when you're then when you have a forced carry, now you're like, oh man, like I, you know, you're kind of second guessing numbers. You don't really know. You're not unsure. There's a little bit of wind. You know, that's what this technology does. That's why it's so good, and that's why it's helped so many players. It really it gives you an MRI. It gives you an overlook of exactly what your golf game is. How far do you actually carry a nine iron? How much spin does it have? What's the launch? And you can go down so many ways. I mean, you can take a seven iron and say, okay, how far does it go from the fairway? How far does it go from the rough? How far does it go from the intermediate? How far does it go out of a bunker? And I'm here to tell you, every lie that you will ever have is completely different. I went down this huge rabbit hole with Bryson. We put water on golf balls, we put sand on golf balls, we put water on clubs. We we hit in the same area on a driving range and got different spin numbers and we were like wait a second that can't be right there's got to be something wrong and then we brought out all these different extra tools phantom cameras and stuff and what we learned was that the the under listing of the ground has a is a great contributor to how the ball interacts with the club you know so for example on a driving range you know you're, you're beating balls and, and and there's turf being taken off and then they come in and they fill it right. and then it grows again. That interaction is not going to be the same as a fairway because a fairway doesn't get beat up that
1: much, right? It's so softer, you can literally the be range. hitting.
0: You could hit the same exact shot on the range with a robot from this far, you know, six inches of, of difference, and get two completely different spins just because of the way the underlisting of the ground is, the sand, how firm it is, is it is it really wet? Um, how did the grass grow back? So it's an imperfect game, but this this these these um. These technology pieces, the Mevo, the Mevo Plus, the X3, they really help you hone in and and just get a better understanding of your data and then being able to attack the golf course
1: no and i actually i'm glad you brought that up because I, I being here in jacksonville um i've been to i usually used to i used to caddy at sawgrass um for the uh for the marriott for the marriott guests and stuff that would come over so I, I know every square inch of that golf course and i obviously used to go to the tournament a lot and um i noticed bryson i mean there's others too that would uh that would carry around uh whether it's flight scope a competitor whatever it might be but i mean they're recording every single shot and i'm, I'm curious about that so and i mean obviously there that has something to do with analytics but is with what you're saying, about the range versus live play on the course is that essentially the data they're recording is they want to understand uh how it's how it's reacting what the differences are or are they essentially just building a spreadsheet of six irons on hole 11 so to speak or what have you Do you know what they're doing out there with every the-
0: yeah every player is different um you know a lot of them obviously are looking at some of the differences some of them are just trying to collect the data on the course I don't want to. I don't want to be the guy that says, "Hey, it was me. It was my idea." But Mike Shy, when when I had that first meeting at Bayhole with Bryson, um, he said, "Hey, since you're here, do you mind going on the course with us, bringing the radar out, setting it up for every shot, and tracking the information? We we're the first ones to do it, and I got to give all the credit to Mike and." We we sh- you know once Bryson started having some su- some success, people at first thought we were crazy because he's got this entourage of right. his swing coach, the putting guy. He's got this radar guy that's walking around with a radar. I mean, I was tracking shots in the bunker, in the rough, chipping, putting like everywhere, and I was I was writing all this stuff down and creating database for him. And but then he started having some success, and now you start you started seeing other players kind of gravitating and catching on to that, and that's what you have today where. Everybody's out on the golf course. Everybody. Because the the shots you're hitting on the range, there's no there's no pressure, there's no target. Yeah, there's a target out there beyond a range. Now you get to the golf course, and yeah, it might not be in tournament, but you're at least you can put a little bit more pressure on yourself, adrenaline is a little bit different, right? And and you can kind of see, okay, this is where I need to play the shot. If I hit it here, if I miss it there, and um, how does the ball react on the green when I hit this trajectory with this spin? I mean, man, it's, it's, it can go so many different ways. But, you know, I remember Bryson used to always tell, tell me this, man, if I, if I can, if I can learn like a quarter of a percent more than what I know today, if I can keep learning every day about something different, I'm eliminating variables of this game that has, you know, a a limitless amount of of variables. It's a very hard game and, and there's so many things that affect it. So, I mean, The weather changes every minute, you know, and, and, and understanding that, right. That's why you have the morning group and the afternoon group. And, and you'll, you'll have like guys that will shoot, you know, in the low sixties and then the afternoon group can't break par. So just because there was a pressure difference in in the temperatures or in, or in the pressure system. So
1: sure. And, uh, I, w- I was going to, I was going to ask you, cause it sounds like you're kind of go- tiptoeing down a road of the strokes gain. Have you worked with like, I don't want to say specifically Mark Brody, but I guess I'll ask you Mark Brody or any of the strokes, stroke gain guys. Ha- do you see like, it's almost like peanut butter and jelly for what they're trying, what, what they're doing versus what your product is and what flight scope is and, and so on and so forth. I mean, essentially if you can gain a half a stroke a day, I mean, that's the difference between a million dollar check on tour. You know what I mean?
0: Uh, for sure, no, yeah. I haven't. I personally, I haven't worked with with Mark. I know, you know. Obviously, I know all the strokes gain stuff and and all the work that he's put in. Um, but yeah, it, it just goes hand in hand, right? Because you're you're trying to understand, you know, what are what are the weaknesses in my in my yardage gaps? W- where am I really good at? I mean, I remember at one point, I think Bryson was like the best from like 175 to 200 yards, right? And I remember a lot of people gave him criticism when he when he kind of went down the hitting it far. Um, route because the weakest part of his game was inside of, I believe it was 125 yards and you know people would say well it's because his wedges are too long they're one length they're seven irons um you know why is he trying to hit into the weakest part of his game but he did that because he knew that if he can hit it further it would it, he was going to get gain strokes on the field whether he was good with his wedges or not right and then he you ended get up winning with, US Open with that strategy
1: and now you're walking into a decade thing, which Prok is, he's obsessed with Decade. The, uh, are you familiar with Decade? I'm sure you are uh, with oh, yeah. the business uh, you're in. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. With uh, Lou Stagner and stuff and Scott Fawcett, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that's Scott like. Scott
0: Fawcett, yeah. I've, spent, I've walked many a practice rounds with Scott Fawcett.
1: Yeah. So, um, no, that's, he uh, a big fan, but he, he's a customer of Scott's as well. And, and I, I follow decade too. I mean, it kind of like it all, it all is related to each other and, and it goes back to if you're, cause we just did a podcast about tournament prep, um, and prep, uh, preparation for a tournament. Um, and we talked a little bit about that with routine and a lot of the mental game and stuff. I, I feel like, I mean, I, I think I know your answer, Alex, but if you're going to be a serious contender in amateur events or even mini tour events, I mean, I mean, doesn't it make sense? Like, isn't, shouldn't it be a standard that you have something to record your data with and not just guess? I mean, it, it, it sounds ridiculous me even saying that because I'm a cu- I'm a customer, I'm a client, right? I, I have the Memo Plus and I understand what it does. And it's it's silly to me to think that you can even take this. If you're spending $600 on a driver, $2,000 on irons, 2500 on muras or something like that. And it just seems, I don't know, it seems kind of silly not to be able to track your data and why guess why why invest that much um, and not and not track it you know you know what I mean do you get that a lot oh yeah but
0: listen I mean if you're if if you're serious about your game uh, I, I'll just give you this example if you if you're let's say you're a pretty decent golfer and you can hit the ball both ways just understanding how far your draw goes versus your cut sure. I mean that's 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 a huge advantage on the field. It's it's like if I were to tell you we're, you know we're going to get into a street fight and I just have my fist and you have a knife, you have a gun, you have <laughs> right. a, you have a, a bat, you, you know what I mean? Like you right. got more weapon, you got more in, in in the fight than I do. I mean, so so if I go to the go- if I go to attack the golf course and I don't have this all this information and it doesn't mean that you have to be super technical, and yet, right. but you should at least know the basics. Hey, my draw with my driver goes this much. My cut goes this much. If I got to hit a low, mid, high, you know, these are these are what the spins are. This is what the carry distances are. Just understanding that, uh, even with your wedges, you know, maybe maybe you don't work on a clock system, but you know, maybe your 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 sand wedge, you you got to hit it, you know, 40, 60, 80, whatever the case may be. Just understanding that. I think gives you a better uh, a chance of being able to a- attack the golf course successfully.
1: And I've had that conversation with folks. And I mean, the the price point is to me, it's all about. Uh, you can't talk about price to me. It's again, sales guy. I'm, I'm a value guy, right? It's all about the value of something. Um, but uh, for for the for basically a cost of a brand new um, set of irons, you can get the middle of the road, which is the Mevo Plus, which is like a, which, by the way, is like a really nice. Um, for what you get for what most people need it's perfect it might be a little bit too much for some people and it might be a little too less for some yeah. people but it's a great middle of the road product but even the memo like wh- wh- where's the price point on a memo we're talking like three four five hundred bucks so
0: the memo the Mimo retails 500 i think now you can probably get them for like 399 it's um, a driver it's, it's less than a brand it, new driver it gives you yeah it gives you eight data parameters carry carry distance club speed ball speed spin smash um just understanding those things and then I can't tell you how many customers we have that trade in that product and they go into the, the Mevo, which is two thousand. Right. They'll they'll trade it. I think we give them three hundred bucks for a trade in, which right. is like they paid five hundred, awesome. we give them three hundred. I mean, that's awesome. They go to the Mevo Plus, which now has sixteen data parameters with simulation, and then we have customers that will buy the pro package. So the pro package is just an addition, additional uh, firmware piece to the right. Mevo Plus. Which opens it up to everything. Club path, face angle, uh, face to path, face to target. Like you, you can literally teach and fit with Amiibo Plus Pro package. So we, we took, um, you know, we took a, a, our top of the line product is $15,000. Right. But I'm here to tell you that that $3,000 product can do like, a very big percentage of what the, the top tier product can do. Now the top tier product, it's got more horsepower, right? It's sure. it's a bigger radar panel. It's full tracking. It's got actuators. It's uh, it's got a longer battery life. It, it's comparing, a, you know, it's comparing a, an Atari to a PlayStation five, right?
1: Sure. Like, That's a good that, analogy, right? But
0: that, but that Mevo plus for the average consumer, the average car go- is, well more than enough and it's extremely affordable and that's that's what we set out to do was we wanted to bring a product to the market that would have a huge value at a very affordable price you know if you think about it, if you're going to buy a set of clubs what are you going to spend you're going to spend right. about 2,500 bucks 3,000 bucks
2: for I us mean, there you go for us guys that are up north in the winter we spend a lot of time hitting into nets and into screens does the Titleist RCT balls work with all or specific models of your launch monitors. Yeah, so I'm I'm letting the
0: cat out of the bag a little soon. Oh. Um, but we've been working with Titleist uh, for for quite a bit now on on getting um, the RCT ball synced up. You you can hit one right now and it's going to be fine. Uh, but mm-hmm. we did have to we we. Not, we didn't have to do modifications. You just got to get the firmware working correctly with the way that their ball is. And uh, very shortly here, within the next few weeks, you'll hear an announcement that um, the X3 and Amiibo Plus are now compatible with the RCT ball. So you no longer have to put stickers on the golf ball.
2: Nice.
0: So I let the cat out of the bag, by oh, the way. Oh, that's
1: so cool. There you go. <laughs> well, and, and to speak about the firmware. So th- th- this is something um, uh, that's really cool. So just like your, I mean, I've got it. I mean, I've got an iPhone. I've got an iPhone X. Right. And I'm, I'm one of those guys. I mean, it works. The camera's like a 4k 60 frames. Per se- so, I mean, it's, it's a nice camera. Yeah. I, I, it's hard for me to go spend $1,500 on a brand new iPhone, even though Apple is doing things like killing my battery right now and all kinds of other stuff trying to get me to upgrade. <laughs> but, um, uh, the reason why I still have this phone is because of the iOS it updates. So the, the software updates um, uh, in the phone to where I got like a brand new phone every six months or whenever they update the software. Tesla does the same thing in Tesla. Yep. They, they update yeah, their, their yep. software. So it's the same thing in the MIMO, uh, at least the MIMO Plus, because I don't have the MIMO. I'm not sure if it's exactly the same thing. But I do know that once you update the firmware, I mean, you're basically getting an updated software essentially. Is that is that correct?
0: Yeah, same same thing. I mean, we update our iOS, Android softwares, and then we update the firmwares. The firmwares is basically the software that's inside of the the, the hardware right. and we're, we're always updating that. So like when, when we release the RCT news, there'll be a firmware sent out to all the masses and that firmware will allow the unit to, to basically be able to track the RCT.
1: Right. So you're, you're not just necessarily buying the console. You're, you're buying the hardware, but um, I mean, I've had my Nemo plus for several years now. Um, I, I've had it, I've had it for a little while to where it's essentially it's, it's being updated to where it's like a new product. Every time the, the firmware comes through, so to speak, it's not like you need to go get another, piece of hardware for it, which is why I use my example of my iPhone, you know?
0: For sure. And, and, you know, one of, one of the greatest things about Flyscope that since I've been there is that they, you know, we're always, if we do come out with a new product, we still give the customer a pathway to upgrade and we give them really good value for the product that they're trading in. I mean, you think about if you buy Amiibo for 500 bucks, let's say you bought it three years ago and we're giving you 300 bucks to trade it in. I mean more than 50% of 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 what you spent. I mean that's we always do that because you know our our goal our, our mission our objective is we want to help um, we want to provide performance data you can trust at an affordable price. Because this stuff is expensive and and one of the ways that we do that one of the ways we can keep the cost down is we do everything in house. We have a huge team of developers and engineers in Stalin, Bosch, South Africa, that that do all the engineering, all the hardware. We have an in-house team in Poland. We hired Flyscope employees that do all of our apps uh, and software development, and so we can we can keep the cost down because we don't have to outsource anything. So everything is built in house, so we know what quality control is. Uh, we know you know we know where everything is, all the dollars are, where everything is being spent, and and that's how we can keep the. The cost out, so. so
1: and that's huge. And if I was being, if I was being frank and candid, I mean, the reason why, I mean, I don't know anybody that works. This is the first time Alex and I have ever met, and um, I, I, I think I, I ended up getting to you guys through Andrew Jensen. Um, I follow him on uh, YouTube and stuff. And I I saw him hitting with the memo and I was like, Oh, this is cool. I want to get something like this. Cause I'll be honest with you. When you look at the competitors, they don't have a whole lot. I mean, this is like three, four years ago. I think when I got it, maybe 2019 ish somewhere in there. So I'm looking at like the price points of getting into this, uh, getting into the market, you know, and I'm like, there's no way I'm spending 10. I'm not buying a car you know you know what I mean I'm not I'm not that serious you know I'm just a, I'm an amateur yep. that loves the game you know and I play competitively but um, but I wanted to understand what my what my what, what my what the distances were like really get dialed in on that stuff so um, and I looked at some of the data parameters on some of the like cheaper units, not flight scope, but some of the cheaper competitors, um, uh, the, the wish.com type of competitors. And I'm like, this is not, this is too janky for me. I need something that's a little more premium. And, uh, just after doing research for probably about six, seven, eight months, I, I zeroed in on the Mimo Plus, and I can tell you, like, I, was, I was a little apprehensive getting it. So I'm like, it's not cheap. Um, I, I, I kind of jumped in the water without knowing how deep it was, but I can tell you, the the, the true value, and this is going to sound like a commercial, but the the, the value is at least 10x what the price is and that, and that to me is huge because the even using the range ball sensor which i wanted to i was going to kind of segue with that and kind of really see if i can pin you against the uh, the wall and i really ask you about the range ball and how that's read and what the difference is between that and the premium ball on the system but ju- it's, it's pretty accurate, man. Like, I mean, like, I don't know if you guys have like a a percentage to like, you know, within a yard or two or typically uh, the difference with the, with their actual radar system, but it's, I mean, I can tell you after hitting thousands and thousands of golf balls, it's very, it's very accurate, but it's also very consistent. Even if you're using the range ball. feature, And I wanted to kind of let you talk about that, like maybe what the differences are between the range ball setting and the premium setting.
0: Yeah, so all of our radars have what we call an indoor mode and an outdoor mode. So in an outdoor mode, the, the ball is tracked. The, the, the trajectory is tracked until the ball lands with the X3 unit. That's why it's a little bit more expensive because we right. can see very far with it. With, with the Mevo series, we don't, fo- we don't we don't necessarily track the whole trajectory, but we have a very big portion of the trajectory and then a ballistic model is run. And that ballistic model has, we've been doing that for a very long time. I mean, like I told you, 1989 right. is when we started tracking projectiles. So, um, so like on an X3 at 200 yards, it's going to be within a yard on Amiibo plus it's going to be within three. Right. So it's like, like, okay, so it could be 197 or it could be 203. Like, it's all you the know
1: same. Within, like it's, within five yards is probably all the same at that distance. Exa- right. And, um,
2: and most of us aren't good enough so, to have that control anyway. Right. <laughs> Now, so
0: what the range ball compensation does, um, in an outdoor mode is it will compensate, I think it's between 10 to 15% of ball speed. So, um, a premium ball is going to have better compression, more ball speed than a range ball. And so that's where the compensation is made. Um, we still physically track the ball with when the range ball is selected, but we, we do make a compensation on, on, on ball speed, which in turn makes a compensation on, um, the distance. What I'm here to tell you, though, is range balls are a mess because every sure. range ball is different. The Definitely. compression ratios are different. They're not. The quality isn't the same. They've been beat a million times. They don't have any dimples. They're you know it's it's a sure. mess.
2: Right.
0: So even that compensation, to be honest with you, I'm not a big fan of using it because it, it's it's okay right but it but we're, we're still doing our best at, at pretty much guessing right with a range ball right. compensation because a million things could be going on with that golf ball and so I personally don't like to use it I'll just put it on a standard ball and I'll and I'll hit um, just to like if I'm working on like face and path and trajectory, sure. I'll do that. If I really want to hone in on carry distance, then what I do is I just pick out kind of the better ones. Right. And then I'll, you know, uh, I'll hit those. Or what's even better is I just get my own balls. I go to a hole on the golf course and then I say, okay, I'm going to hit, I'm going to put it down. I'm going to hit my driver. I'm going to hit my seven iron, you know, and just kind of go from there. That's why the encore stuff is so important because you're using all of the equipment that you're going to be using when you're playing. So, um, and, and it's one of the reasons why we went really portable you know, we went really portable for that reason. We wanted to be people to be able to go to the golf course and use it and gather information. It fits on in your the bag. Physical golf. Course.
1: I mean, you you can tell yeah, whoever okay. designed it. There, there was a design team behind this for sure. Like the, the actual case yeah. and everything. I mean, it's it's uh, it, it's uh, it's chic and it fits in your bag. Like there's no issues with it fitting in your bag. Even the Memo Plus, which is a little bit bigger, it's about the size of a book, maybe um, a typical, maybe yes. a little bit smaller than that. I mean, it's- there you go yeah and uh and so it's and, and it does it, it's it's lightweight now if i had to give you a critique and i don't know what the hell you do about it man it's just that the battery doesn't last as long as you need it to but i mean what battery does i don't know how you fix that without making it bigger unless the battery technology gets better um i don't know how that's done we are we are,
0: we are working on it um we are working on it it won't be in the in the current model it'll probably be in the sure. like you know because that's hardware right you know, I an updated mean, second gen it's hardware but but here was our here was our thought process on that so we you know when we got when we sat down at the table to design this and get this thing going you know we got we got guys that work on the engineers that work on the battery life the spacing kind of how everything is going to fit where the radar needs to go right and we had to make a compromise sure do we want to keep the size and the price point or do we want to have to increase the price and have to increase the size Um, does it really make that much of a difference? And, and I was one of the ones from the sales side that said, listen, there's nothing like this on the market. Most people for the most part that are going to go to the range are probably not going to hit balls for more than 45 minutes. True. Right. They're going to hit one large bucket. They're probably going to be gone. Right. Now the serious guy is definitely going to be out there a little bit longer. So I said, "I, I would be willing to compromise on the battery as long as we could have like an external battery. Um, you know, that, that would give them enough juice on the uh, on the battery life to, to be able to get through their session or to play some simulation, so on and so forth. So we had to make that compromise because if not, then we were going to get out of the price point that we wanted to be in. And we really wanted to be at that $2,000 price point. So however, what I can tell you is just like phones and everything else, this technology is always advancing, and it's It's crazy how fast these things improve and get better and smaller. So whenever we do come out with like kind of the next edition or the next series, it, it's definitely going to have a, a little bit better battery life. So,
1: in, in this, the, I'm completely ignorant. I'm not. A, I'm not an engineer. But is it? Has anybody ever talked about, or is it even feasible to like maybe even have like an add on product, which would obviously increase revenue as well, right? But like almost like a housing unit to, for for a quick charge. Um, something that's like a portable battery that you can place into it and um, then it gives you because that, that's the only other thing is it it takes a little while to charge it and i mean it, and I, again I'm, I'm sitting here splitting hairs i'm because I'm, I'm trying to be fair like i mean the the, the flight scope the company is awesome the, the product's awesome but trying to be fair here the only critique i have is the battery right and it's not that the battery is yeah, trash it's just, it doesn't right. last as long. Like When you want it, like it's like, oh crap, the, the red light's blinking now. You know, I need like 30 more minutes right. out of this thing, you know? So that's the only reason why I'm bringing well, listen, it up. Listen,
0: man, I, I, no, listen, it's, it's a fair critique. Um, you're a hundred percent correct. And and like I said, it's just, it's kind of what we were faced with at the time. And uh, that's kind of the decision that we made that we were just going to go that route and we would we would live with that. And, right. and so we came out with the, with the external battery options, but trust me, we are, so there are, that is probably the number one priority for the next one is it needs to have better battery. Life. So are there,
1: are there external battery options? Like does FlyScope have a product that, oh, they do. Yeah, okay. So we, on
0: our website, yeah. On our website, we sell like a 10 milliamp and a 20 milliamp. I think the 20 milliamp will give you like six to seven hours and oh, wow. the 10 milliamp will give you four to five. I think one's like 55 bucks and the other one's like 75 bucks. Oh, or that's like huge. That. Yeah, that, that's, To be honest with yeah. you, you can use any external as okay. long as it's within our, our recommendations of, of output. Right. Um, but yeah, we, we do have that option because we knew that, that that could be a, an issue for people, especially outdoors up north and stuff. In the wintertime, it's not a huge deal because you just plug it in.
1: Right. Especially so. if you're in, yeah, if you're indoors, it's, it's not a big deal. It's just it's when you're out here beyond. in Florida, I'm beating balls um, about to get heat stroke on the range in July. You know what I mean? And I'm, uh, I mean, actually yeah. it's probably not a bad thing because once the battery dies, it kind of like, like, all right, it's time to go in now, you know, let's get some AC. <laughs> so it's probably not too, too bad yeah. of a thing, but th- I didn't realize you guys had an external, external, um, hardware for the batteries and stuff. So that's actually huge. Um, and you can get yep. all that stuff via the website. Like when you place an order for a memo plus, um, you can add that yep. in as a bundle or something, kind of create something in the cart. Yeah.
0: You just go flyscope, com, And then once you go to your cart, there'll be like add on or additional, Accessories, and you can just purchase one there. Their logo, they have our logo oh, on that's it. Perfect. That's like I awesome. Said, you don't have to. You don't have to buy it from us. You can. You can grab the specs and, and buy one on Amazon. But they're roughly about the same price. They're about I mean, the same price. I, yeah. To be honest with you, we don't. We don't. We don't make money on that. I mean, it, our, our 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 business is not to sell batteries. Our business sure, is to sell radars. Sure. But, sure. Sure. Uh, well, but we do want. We did want to have a pathway for the customer to.
1: But I, I can to, tell um, you, like, and I'm, I'm and people that listen to our podcast know that we're we're pretty honest. We try to hold things accountable, and I can tell you, like. It, the only thing that I'd be critiquing is the battery life. That's it. Like, and if that's the, it, like you said, you had to make a compromise. I mean, either it's going to be a bigger unit. It's going to be more expensive. Um, so it's like, that's, it is what it is. Right. Um, but, uh, but that's literally, if that's the only critique, I mean, I feel like you guys are doing something right. And I mean, I know you're doing something right. Cause I've used the product and stuff. So that's,
0: Man, I I tell you, it's, it's been a, it's been a huge success. The, the Mivo plus product line has been, has been a huge success. And I, I really think it's changed, um, uh, golf data. And, and the reason I say that is because before these products, everything was over $10,000, right? A flight scope is 15,000. Right. Uh, a TrackMan was 25, uh, A four sites, 15 to 18. And so, the, you know, I, I would always, you know, the CEO and the vice president and myself, we, the goal is always like, we got to get something out to the market, to the masses, right? We got to get the the big part of the triangle. We got to get it to the masses because that's, what's going to help grow the game, get people more excited in golf, you know, um, make better players, get handicaps down. And and that's what they set out to do. And I I mean, Henry did a great job um, in getting, you know, the developers and the engineers to come up with this product. And then we, you know, we, we said, here we go. This is what we got. And, We had to make one little compromise on it, but trust me, it's going to get a lot better. And I think we really are impacting the way that people Mm -hmm. go about getting better in golf.
1: Well, and it kind of came out, I don't know if it was by design, but when strokes gain started, everybody started talking about that decade, everybody started talking about, I mean, it goes, it's like peanut butter and jelly. I mean, it's almost as if you're going to be paying attention to strokes gain, if you're going to be paying attention to course management and, and, and efficiencies around the course, I mean, it seems almost ignorant not to have something, even if it's not flight scope. I would go on to say, I think we've talked about this in a podcast. Hey. Before I'm like, you need to have something to track what you're doing. <laughs> like, you have
2: right. to. It's almost laughable. And that's what you know? I agree. The club tracking that's on the butt of your club that that's total yardage, though. And people don't seem to understand that. But right. Like carry Wolf. is all that matters, it's a huge Wolf. difference.
0: I mean, it's, it's, uh, those, those, those tools are, are they're okay. It gives yeah, you it gives some you information, an idea. it's not, it's not super precise. Right. Um, but, but it's something, right? It's definitely right. something. So um, the, 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 the really nice thing about our technology is it's non-intrusive. You don't have to put anything on your club. You don't, right. have, you know, it's just, Correct. you literally swing your club, you know, Right. I, you know, I remember when I joined FlightScope, I wasn't a very good golfer and it was okay, but nothing special. And I remember when I started hitting balls on FlightScope, I, I was a man. I was a big hooker. I mean, I, I hit massive hooks. I still kind of hit some slingers, but um, <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't know, you know, I didn't. I didn't know what caused that. And you know, I, start, I started getting diving into the numbers, and I was like, okay, my my club path is twelve degrees to the right, like. I, I, I'm not going to hit anything but hooks right. unless I open the face and now pushes. I'm hitting massive yeah, blocks, push. right? Yeah, exactly. So so just that alone gave me the recognition of, you know, should I go get a lesson? Probably. But I was able to just by myself be like, okay, well, let me let me see if I can get it to six. And let me see if I can get it to three. And let me see if I can get it, to, you know, and so on and so forth. Right. And, and you, you can almost like, not that I'm taking anything away from any teachers. You should always, you know, if you need help, you should definitely go see a, a PGA professional but or a teacher. But you can, you can help yourself. You can take yourself down the road of improving in, in just on those things, face angle and club path. Understanding, hey, if I want to hit a cut, this is what my face angle and my club path need to be. If right. I want to hit a draw, this is what it needs to be. If I want to hit a stinger, if I want to hit a hive, I want to hit a lob. So there's so many things that you you can almost self-teach yourself.
1: Well, when Tiger first came out and he was really big, it, it, he looked magical, like what he was able to do with the golf ball. Um, launch monitors kind of show the magic trick a little bit. They're showing you what you need, like this plus this equals this. Um, like you were just saying, like if you're, if you got a big out to in or into out um, swing path, I mean, you're closing the club face down, the ball's going to go left. If you don't close the club face down, it's going to go right. So maybe you don't know how to fix that because it feels what what you what you feel and right. what you see is different, right? Um, because right. I mean, if you're if when you first started, you probably know exactly how this feels. When if you're swinging that much into out like a Kenny Perry almost, um, uh, it, when you leveled out your swing path, it probably felt like you're swinging hard left, like over if the it top. Felt terrible. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just- but. Terrible. <laughs> and what is feel is what is real is not necessarily what you feel, and vice versa. Um, but yeah, no, I, I agree, I, and that's helped me a lot too. And I'm able to recognize patterns with the data as well, because every we're none of us are perfect. I don't get to the range every single day. Um, I don't get to the range as much as I used to so I can notice patterns like maybe my swing is getting a little in to out. Maybe it is getting a little out to end and I'm starting to notice too much spin on my seven iron, too much spin with my driver. And I can kind of go back to the data and look and all right, what was I doing this time last year? Um, what was I doing six months ago and compare that data to really understand where I'm getting sloppy and where I, maybe I need to start doing drills or like you said, go see um, a teacher and go see a PGA professional and get tightened up a little bit.
0: Yeah. To, you know, uh, just to, just to, Kind of follow up on that. When I was on tour, my biggest job was was capturing data when the player was hitting it really good, right? Because then they have a they have a baseline. So when they're not hitting it good, they can go back and say, "Oh, this, this is what, I what was the doing. differences are." Yeah, uh, I'll give you a quick story. I never forget. I think I was in I don't know I was in Vegas or some with uh, at a show, a PGA show or something, and uh, me and my colleague, and I get a call from from Bryson. And, um, he's like, dude, I need you to go back to this date, this practice round. And I need that data. And it, and it was like a year and a half, right. you know, b- before. And so I went, I went into my software. I went back to that day. I sent him the session. All he was trying to do was he was trying to look at, okay, why am I hitting it? Like I am today. And, but I want to hit it. Like I was hitting it a year and a half ago. You know, it was just an, ex- an example and he, and just using that, he was able to, okay, these are what the differences are. You know his club path maybe was eight to the right, and now it, it's you know four left. Whatever the case may be, you just have you have a baseline of when you're hitting it really good. That's what you really want,
1: right? And yeah, he's he able to, to, to go back to that feel, at least, and go back to it's really. Like a, it's yeah. like a
2: tether,
0: right? It right. tethers yeah. you to to not getting too far away from what was good.
2: He talked about that when he he wanted to get longer. He said he, I I need to. Yes. he took a snapshot. This is where we're at. If we go down this road, we always have this to go back to.
0: Yeah, you're tethered, right? You can, you especially at their level, right? Those guys are amazing. I mean, and they, they can tighten it up problem, real quick. It's unreal. just a
1: couple of oh, wrench wrench. Yeah. A couple of moves with the wrench and it's tightened back up again. It doesn't take long. Us, it's a little bit different story. Um, and, and, and and Alex, I appreciate your time, man. We, we've we kind of kept you past the past the uh, the time I wanted to uh, kind of cut this off. And I really do appreciate your time. Prog, did you have any other questions? I know I kind of hijacked everything, man. I was super excited. No, this is like good. a kid in a candy store. <laughs> um, uh, I wanted to ask you one more thing. because I, I was going to get into it, but um, a, a qu- quick, concise. I haven't used it for putting and chipping. And so this is me just as a customer asking you, what can you just kind of quickly tell me the advantages of that? Or is that more for the simulator?
0: Yeah, the putting stuff is for the uh, only in simulation. Um, okay. the, the X3 is the only one that does chipping and putting for for like Got actual it. practice. Um, the, the Mevo Plus is it's uh, it's in simulation. So you can play a full golf course, virtual golf course um, from the tee to the, to the green and putt. So, but it's only in simulation for that, for that product line.
1: For now, for the, for the, t- for the, the top of the line, the X3, is that, um, is that something that they're using for like fitting, like, like putter fit, uh, or is like Bryson using that to actually work on his putting and his stroke and stuff?
0: So, the, so they the, definitely you can, it gives you path and, and launch and, and, and some of the ball metrics. Um, it's it that technology on, the, on that side is still is still kind of early and it's still stuff that we're developing. But yes, there's a lot of a lot of very good useful information on on the chipping and putting side of
1: things. And that's and, and
0: fusion actually gave us that capability. Got it.
1: Because uh, I was going to ask you if that had something to do with the fusion or if that's only radar based yep. uh, how that's working. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, that's
0: definitely fusion. Yeah
1: cool awesome man um again Alex, listen
0: if you guys ever want to do this again if you want if you want more time if you have any more questions i'm happy to careful dude on. i'll have you on tomorrow <laughs>
1: again bro be careful now no, I, i'm a nerd when it comes to this stuff man I, i'm i'm super excited um to have you here and it was it was a pleasure uh, alec trujillo with flight scope um is it uh, just flightscope.com and then the, specifically the mevo it's a uh, flight scope yeah, dot com, dot com, and you guys have, are on YouTube as well.
0: Oh yeah, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, I All think the TikTok, Twitter. Oh, You're on TikTok. Yeah. You, they got you out there on Flight TikTok. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I am. I, I don't know man I'm, You know, people see me like, oh man, I saw you on YouTube. I'm like, yeah, you probably did.
1: Thank you again, Alex. I appreciate it, bud. Thanks.
0: All right, man. Take care, right.
1: guys. See you guys.
2: Cheers.
0: You don't have to be a good golfer to be accepted in the group. What is the tallest mammal? It's either a giraffe or an elephant. I don't remember if a giraffe is a mammal.
1: The new media is here to stay, and we're taking this thing over. You know why? Because people don't want to hear that old, dried up, tired stuff that you're talking about. Nobody want to hear that no more.